Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio, and this is going to be a a fun episode. No album reviews again this week, thank God, but I'm CEO Hayes, and we got my brother Johnny in the building. What's going on? What's good, man? Listen, I've been... Okay, so I've been watching a lot of 85 South Show. Are you familiar with that? No. So it's Carlos Miller, Chico Bean, and DC Young Fly. They have a podcast as well, but they like go on tour with live shows and shit, and they went to New York like a few months ago. And like, you know, New York, they be like, you're like, they created a freestyle with that. And that's been in my head for so long. <laughs> like I've been, I was about to say you're when you say my name, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm here. What's good? <laughs> let's, let's get to it. <laughs> it's funny because I found the artist. It had nothing to do with nothing. It's just, that's just been in my head. <laughs> I found an artist. His name's like Mark Riblet, Rib- Rib- something like that. And like he, uh, he's like a producer, and he'll like make beats, and then he'll say something crazy like "fuck Donald Trump," and then sample it and turn it into a whole song yeah, on dope. the spot. It's dope. He's white though, but it's dope. <laughs> like it's, it's honestly dope. Like he'll he'll be he'll be DJing live at like a party or something, and like a big party, a big event. And do something like that. Like he'll ask the cl- uh, ask the crowd, like, "What's the topic you want me to uh, make this beat off of?" And they'll say something stupid, like "Eat the booty" or something. And then he'll like turn it into a sample it and turn it into a whole beat on the spot. So he make the beat on the like there, like where he at, right, right where oh, he's that's, at that's on dope. the spot. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, gonna I'm, send, I'm gonna send you some clips of the '85 South Show because they do something similar. So yeah, I I fuck, I fuck with them because that's hard. Yeah, yeah, that, that takes a, that takes a totally different type of talent. And when I sit here and make beats, like literally, I'm sitting there for like two hours, like what the fuck? These motherfuckers <laughs> doing the shit on the spot. I'm like, you know what? I'm You're just up. gonna quit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but man, to get back on track, man, the first topic we got to talk about. I, I wanted to get all this type of shit out the way, so we're gonna talk about it first. Chris Brown arrested and detained they say detained after being accused of rape he was later released without being charged uh we had a lot of artists that came out to support him and uh you know after it was basically made clear that the accuser in this case was lying we had uh jordan lucas oh damn who else came out it was Um, another big one damn i'm losing my train of thought but there were like two or three artists fairly bigger artists that uh came out to support chris brown in this case uh what what do you think about all this johnny when I when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh Lord, I really hope Chris Brown really didn't do what he's accused of being doing." Um, <clears throat> I have learned, I've grown to not just overly accuse people, like because Chris Brown was accused of rape. You know, of course, a lot of people are going to be like, "He did that shit. He needs to go." You know, because and mainly because of Chris Brown's past and. I don't really fault people for that, but I feel like, and again, I don't know Chris Brown personally, but I kind of feel like he's learned from that. Like, of course, he has had missteps in the past. We all know this. We've seen the evidence. He's talked about it. Other people have talked about it. We know. But I feel like Chris Brown has grown from that. And because he has grown from that, I wasn't quick to tarnish him because he was accused of rape in Paris. Like, I just didn't. I just, I wanted to wait to see what other facts came out. If he actually did it, cool. Pro- prosecute him. Whatever they do in Paris. However their law works in Paris, let his ass go. Cool. But it came out that it was it was a lie. So I, I don't think we should be so quick to tarnish somebody or hang somebody because they've been accused of something. Even if they've been, even if we know they've done something like that in the past. Especially if we've seen the person grow from that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and, okay. and I think I think that's one of the dangers of the Me Too movement. While, yes, a lot of great, I support it. Like you said, if someone's proven to, to had committed rape or any other type of abuse or anything else, get them the fuck up out of here. But it's starting to get to a place to where even if you say, hey, let's wait and see, you're almost looked at as supporting a rapist. And it's like, let's right. just wait till the facts come out. And right. that's where we can't let it get to is to not for us to automatically assume every one of these cases is a hundred percent 
fact. Like people are now starting to use the Me Too movement for their own gain, and that's getting yes. dangerous. <clears throat> right. And then it's like, so you you said it's come out that the person that accused Chris Brown, like it was a lie, right? Yeah. So so now that we know that whoever this woman was lied on Chris Brown, what are we going to do about her? Like everybody that was so quick to hang Chris Brown because of this, now that it's a lie, like I don't see, I don't hear any of those people talking. Like I don't see no apologies. I don't see, oh damn, the girl lied. Like what are we going to do about her? Like they just dropped this shit. Like it's nothing that like I've heard nobody talk about it since. And so then, it's like we got we got to do better, man. Exactly. We got we got to do at the same rate that we're ready to hang someone for accusation. Let's let's hold people who are using and lying to that same fire. Like and, and people right. aren't doing it. It's just automatically like, hey, you're accused. We're, we're going to act as if you did it for sure. And that that's a, that's an issue. Uh, Chris Brown has said he's going to press charges and he absolutely should. Um <laughs> Like, think about it. Like, OK, Chris Brown has the money to press charges, lawyer fees and all that. But take just a rate like just a regular person that works a nine to five. If a regular black man gets accused of that, just accused and he didn't do it. If a regular black man gets accused of that, his whole life is ruined, basically. Like nobody will ever let the accused live that down if it was a lie. Like that's that's nuts. That's nuts. And that's not something we that's not something as a community we really talk about. Like I, I take nothing from sexual assault victims. Like I like I really I want them to grow and heal from it. If they wish to talk about it to support other people, you know, do that. Like I want them to, you know, get past, you know, what happened to them. I hate that that type of stuff happens to women, but like the men who get falsely accused, like what are we gonna do? Like, what are we gonna do about that? Yeah, it's it's something that's not talked about, and I feel like it should be. And as a culture, we need we need to realize that that's an issue. Like just like we we all should support women who are victims of rape or any or anything else, we should support people who are falsely accused because, like you said, their lives almost can never go back to being the same, especially if it's a public case. Right. Like for ones that aren't as public, if they're accused and the and it uh, ends up not being uh, true or whatever. They almost still have to move to a whole nother city to be able and hope that no one recognizes them. And that that's we 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 got to do better, people. We definitely got to do better. Yeah, man, one hundred percent. So speaking speaking of doing better, <laughs> everything's falling apart for R. Kelly, and I couldn't be happier. Drop from the label, drop from his publishing deal, studio raided by police. Uh, when they found out that he had women living in the studio, or they they were under the <laughs> like. All this shit is like completely getting exposed on R. Kelly. Things that we've been hearing whispers about for years, the sex cult and everything, it's all almost being proven now, man. Well, how do you feel about all this? I mean, it's it's about time. It's about damn time. I, th- I feel like people have had this information for shit, dare I say decades. And finally, it's all crumb. Like, finally, it's all crumbling. Um, I don't know what took the label so long to drop him. Well, I guess I do know because he was make, still making them a lot of money. But it's like it's happening. Like it's all happening. What we all knew should happen is happening now. So it's only a matter of time before he's actually like in jail. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in jail by the end of 2019. I wouldn't be surprised. I know, and I'm. I I, I think it was me who talked about it. Uh, like when we expect charges to be pressed or whatever, and I said maybe not to like 2020 sometime. But the way that they're moving. Like yeah. you said, by the <laughs> hell, it may be by June. Like they they aren't playing with Art Kelly at all, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, and like then there have been like three more uh, people who've come out and told their stories about things that they've um, how they've been molested and stuff by Art Kelly. And what? dude, that that whole glass house is falling completely apart, man. And it's like, damn. So three more people have come out in addition to all the people that were on the documentary. Like, who knows how many more people there are that haven't even said anything? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that everything that R. Kelly has coming to him is coming, is on its way. And I'm, I'm happy about it. So, yeah, it's, it's really like we talk about cancel culture and canceling R. Kelly, but his ass really finna get canceled. Like, for real. Like, oh, he yeah. out of here. It's done. Here. It's done. And, and the last part of this, you know, Eric Badu, Brad, Taraji P. Henson, all have come out in various degrees and kind of not really. I, I, I hesitate to use the word support because support 
is too strong, but basically saying that they still love R. Kelly and all types of shit there. DeBrat said specifically, you know, while we're all talking about R. Kelly, what place do the parents have in this, which me and you talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but people on social media are not having it. At this point, anything that can be portrayed as nearly positive for R. Kelly, they're tearing you completely down. And to see what they did to Taraji P. Henson at, at the, like the day after her, she got announced to getting her uh, own star on the Walk right. of Fame, like, yeah, they ain't playing. Like, it's... People are funny to me, right? Like if you if you don't want to support a particular artist because they quote unquote support R. Kelly, you know that's cool. That's your prerogative. Do whatever you want to do. But I feel like you should keep that same energy when it comes to people that are close to you. Um, I I'm sure everyone knows someone that has somewhat like. Maybe not everyone. Okay, let me let me phrase let me phrase this correctly. I'm sure there are some people who know people who have committed sexual assault. And I'm almost certain they don't have that same energy for those people as they do for R. Kelly. So it's like, okay, you want to ca- cancel R. Kelly? I that's your that's your world. Do do what you please, but you have to I feel like you should keep that same energy across the board. No matter if you know the person, if you don't know the person, if you like their music, if you don't like their music, you prob you should keep that same energy. So if you want to cancel Taraji because she says she still likes R. Kelly, or cancel Erica Badu because she still likes R. Kelly, that's that's what they they want to do. That so what? Why are you so up in arms about it? You don't have to like R. Kelly. Yeah, like and, and that's the same energy. And that goes to that uh, that monolithic thinking that people don't want anyone to think anything opposite of them. Like, of course I, I can understand. You never want to support anyone who's like a rapist, just outright or anything. But in the way that they explained it, it'd be different if they came out and said, Oh, all those victims are lying. Fuck them. R Kelly would never rape anybody. But almost everyone in this case that we're talking about has more so just said to try to love him through it basically. Or mm-hmm. t- like I said, what, what Brat said, you know, also look at the parents I don't think that those are things to where we need to cancel those people. Now, if Erica Badu came out and said, like I said, R. Kelly didn't rape those girls. Fuck them. They're, they're all completely lying. All right. Then we may need to cancel. you. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And I mean, I they made a good point. We made that point, too. Like we not this. This is not an like this is not an endorsement for R. Kelly. We're not like taking up for him or anything because he still needs to go away for the shit that he did. Now, when you look to the parents, though, they should have been the should not have left an underage girl with an adult man. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it is a multi-million dollar platinum selling artist. I don't care. You don't leave an underage girl with another man, period. That's a fact. Like, that. come on. Like, what are we not understanding here? That's cra- that's crazy to me. That, and I don't even have children. Like, I just, come on. Bro, like, and, and that was one of the things that pissed me off about the documentary. Well, A, once uh, Sparkle came out and with a single afterwards, she's been gone for like 15 years. But to say that she saw her niece in the studio alone with R. Kelly was like, oh, that's weird. And still left. And then just nah, left? Man. Nah, bro. Listen. And she was she was on the Breakfast Club, too. I didn't watch the interview, but I just saw I, she was. On oh, I may need to go watch it. But like, bro, the thing is, is that even if I'm barely aligned or even know someone like I'm trying to think of someone in the podcast community that I could point out. Well, let's say Scoop. Like Scoop's my boy. Mm-hmm. I, but me and Scoop, like, I don't know Scoop, like, like I know you and Ralph. Mm-hmm. But if he had a daughter and I saw her in the studio with some dude, I'm going to be like, hey, Scoop, do you know your kid? Like, right, right. I'm yes. not just going to say, oh, that's weird and leave. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> right. And I would expect you to like, I would expect you to do that. It's like I would expect uh, just like I think you would expect me to do that as well. Like, that's not as adult men, just as an adult, period. You don't leave. Uh, an underaged person with an adult that you don't know that you don't personally know like that's that's nuts that's nuts why like that's crazy we have to even say that <laughs> like for real yeah and then this was back in the 90s like ugh, all right whatever. yeah yeah i mean i'm glad we got this all out the way because like i said i at first i had this top like these topics sprinkled in because i'm like we don't want to talk all about it at once but no let's get it out the way we'll go ahead (laughs) we're gonna get into our first commercial break play some music for you when we come back we're gonna get back to the normal music topics we'll see you guys there 
Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. In <laughs> bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Boy, you should know that I've got you on my mind Your secret admirer I've been watching you I got a bag, I'm working My bag is broken My past ain't perfect I brag on purpose The cash gon' surface The tag is paper That's hard, construction Two holes, a staple Good brand, she got that knowledge I'm gonna acknowledge, skills already popped, dope, narcotic, yellow wrist snotty, garage got a lot, eight ball of MJ, break a bitch college, hope you don't think I lost it, my kids think I'm awesome, I'm a seed that just blossom, take a head, then I toss them down the river, the stream, the shit, go stream, I'm lit, I mean, some A, your team, it's my birthday, y'all we fucking, some head, give me something, ballin' like it. All right, so we are back to get in our comfort zone. We're here to talk some music, man. This, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, this 2 Chains Stay Woke Freestyle. I don't even know if this was a real freestyle, but I enjoyed this for 2 Chains, man. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm like, I'm surprised at how much of a 2 Chains fan I actually am. Like, I wouldn't say 2 Chains is like bar heavy, but 2 Chains can rap. Like, 2 Chains can really rap, and I, en- I enjoy his music. Now, when the freestyle first came on, oh, I forget. I'm drawing a blank. It was a sample from a 90s R&B song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, At night, I think of you. Yeah, so it, it started out with that. I was like, all right. And the song is called, the freestyle is called Stay Woke. I'm like, I don't know where he's going with this. And then <laughs> it turns into a sample of Swag Surf. I'm like, what is happening here? But yeah. He did deliver on the freestyle. Like again, it's not I wouldn't say it's like bar heavy, but it's enjoyable. Like Two Chains makes enjoyable music. And and I like I really appreciate that. Like I really appreciate it. It is it's so funny because like when Two Chains first started like getting popular after the whole rebrand into into Two Chains from Titty Boy or whatever, like his rapping style is like, look, why why is everybody enjoying this? Like it's cool. But I started understanding what it is. Like, he swags the shit out of every beat he's on. That's a fact. <laughs> and it's like you said, it's just enjoyable music. Don't listen to it for the bars. And even I will even step back and say, sometimes 2 Chains throws some bars in there. And see, I think that may be like some of his older, older music, like before Pretty Girls Like Trap music. Like, I haven't okay, yeah. really listened to too much before that. that. Yeah. Okay. So... But yeah, it, it, I, I really, really enjoyed Two Chains as a rapper. I enjoyed this freestyle. Um, did this make you excited? He keeps saying that his album is going to be the album of the year in 2019. I, I mean, I, may, maybe it is. I'm not putting too much stock in that. Like, I'm, I'm through being excited for music. I'm, I'm done. Like, 2018 drained me with new music. Like for real. Now, when his, when his joint drop, of course I'm gonna listen. Um, I'll review it when I'm ready. But I, I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm excited for it. Like when it drops, I probably listen to it a week or two after it drop, and then you know I'll feel what I'm feeling about it. But you know we'll we'll see we'll see we'll just see what happens when it drops. I'm not anticipating it being album of the year. Like you know, come on, to change, chill out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't. Album of the year is hard, but it it depends. Like two change is usually so feature heavy that true. I, I almost. I, I, I will say that there's an outside possibility that he can have one of the best albums of the year 
for just listening to an enjoyment standpoint, but it won't it will almost never be my album here. I'm always gonna enjoy lyricism more than anything else. Right. Um, so most enjoyable album of the year, it's a possibility, but but we'll remain to see. Um, but <laughs> anything left on this before we move on? I mean, shit, seeing as how 80% of the industry dropped the album in 2018, he might have he might have the top album of 2019. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, only time will tell. Let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to drop in the spring or summer or in the fall? I say that two changes. It feels like a spring like that. Like his thing would be the spring. You think so? That's interesting. I, I, I feel like he's more of like a fall artist. Like, I don't I don't know if he really makes like summer enjoyable music, like music that's enjoyable for the summer, if that makes sense. Like, I, I can't really see him making a summer an- anthem. Like, he could be featured on one, yeah. but I don't see 2 Chains having a summer anthem. I don't know. But I don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah, we'll see, man. But an album that I am excited for is The Fall Off from J. Cole. He released the single, Middle Child. Now, I thought this may be off the compilation, but at least on Spotify, it's listed as part of The Fall Off album. Is it, is it li- that way in Apple Music, too? Uh, I don't know. I listen to it on YouTube. Okay. So Now... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So I mean, and I may be completely wrong. They may Spotify's had stuff listed before, but um in Spotify I'm putting up I don't know if you can see it. I'm about to look for it now. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's listed as Middle Child J. Cole, The Fall Off, which he already has said that that's gonna be the title for his next album. So regardless of that, the single itself, what do you think about it before I get into my thoughts? Okay, so I am I'm conflicted, right? I, I like it. I definitely like it. Um, Cole is... I feel like we got, like, multiple forms of Cole here. Like, we kind of got the conscious shit. He was kind of talking his shit a little bit. But I also feel a little underwhelmed. Like, I guess because I'm still somewhat on a high from his features from 2018. It's like, look, that's what that's what I'm expecting on this album to fall off. Like... And that's not what I got on this track, so I, I, I I'm conflicted. Like like I enjoyed it, but I, but it's a part of me that's like, nah, I need more. Like I, I I need more. I don't want more. I need more. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know, man. I'm I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I'm indifferent. I got a lot of mixed emotions right now about it. <laughs> I honestly I honestly agree with you there. So like, there are parts of this song that I love that I really really love. Um, the beat. It's okay. Um, like, I feel like that's one of his throwaways. Yeah, I feel like it feels like something that didn't make KOD. Yeah. Like, this is not this is not a good lead single. Like, yeah. it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this, this, is, this is why I, th- I think we both agree, like, Cole needs to work with other producers. Yes. Because I think that that would stop a lot of this redundancy in some of his music. Um, now, as far as his flow, I, I, I like what he tried to do. He tried to... Like you said, he tried to show a lot of different styles on it, which Cole is so versatile. And it's crazy that people give the critique so much of him that he's boring because he is probably one of the most versatile rappers. Right. But he just doesn't always show it. Um, it's like his he can definitely switch up his flow, like the cadence and all that is cool. But I think it's the way he delivers it, like three, like on this middle child track. Right. It's the like it's the same cadence for each verse. But like after the first verse, it gets boring. Yeah. Like I, I can only take that type of flow for one verse. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm getting too technical. I don't know. I I pray that the rest of his album isn't like this. <laughs> Do you ever think sometimes? And this is where I really, really miss Ralph. Is because sometimes me and you both are like really we we can't get too technical too in our head sometimes. Right. Um, do you think that ever that that affects your enjoyment of the music? Because I, because <laughs> I will Probably. say that's why it's like sometimes I have to go back and listen to stuff. And once I'm out of the trying to analyze it for just my taste, I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah, and see, that's why I try to take periodic breaks from rap because I know I can get technical, and if I listen to too much of rap for for a long period of time, it's like. It's, it's hard for me to enjoy because I am nitpicking at little things. So it's like, I, I do need, I need a break. And maybe 
because I haven't taken my break. I was supposed to take it last year, but I couldn't. <laughs> so maybe if I were to take my break and then come back to it, I would enjoy it more. But like, I, I don't know, man. I feel it. I feel that, man. Uh, but let us know what you guys think over the freestyle and middle child from J. Cole. We'll put a poll up on the breaks Twitter somewhere. One of, one of our Twitters. We'll put a poll yeah. up. I want to see what you guys feel about it. Um, the next thing we got, man, um, our regram in the wheelchair uh, <laughs> announced, <laughs> announced a new European tour with Tory Lanes. So the Canadians are going on tour together, man. What do you think about this? Drake? <laughs> Drake? The one who hired from kids from the world, who hiding the world from the kids? No. Um, I mean, it's in Europe. Maybe, well, I'm sure Drake is hot over there. Maybe Tory Lanez is hot over there. I don't know. Um, I'm not the biggest Tory Lanez fan. I do respect his artistry. Um, the man can sing and rap. So I, I definitely respect that. Um, but I, I do find it interesting that, didn't they beef at one time? Like, weren't they beefing? Yeah, I think we we talked about like yeah, there was something there before because of Drake like still in the whole Tory Lane style. So obviously they yeah. worked it out. Right, clearly. Um I, I just thought that was interesting. Like Tory was mad at Drake because Drake stole his style and came out with it. And then Tory Lanez came out and they said Tory Lanez was biting Drake and then he had to correct the people and now they're going on tour together. Like that's I, hey, if it works, get your money, man. Um, am I excited? No, I don't. <laughs> First, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not that big of a Drake fan to see him in in person. Yeah. Um, and I don't listen to enough. I don't listen to enough of Tory's music to want to see him in person either. So, hey, if it works for them, get y'all money, man. Get that tour money. And I wonder if this is what stopped the beef. I wonder if Drake was like, "All right, man, we're gonna go. I'm gonna take you on tour. Me gonna make a lot of money. Can we? Can we squash this?" Probably. <laughs> but and Tor- and Drake saw what he did to join her and was like, I don't want that. I ain't know you could <laughs> rap like that. I don't want none of that. I didn't I didn't know you right. had that in you, Tori. Can't come with that back to back shit. <laughs> but I mean That's- overall, I'm I'm glad Tori's gonna be able to get his because regardless of our dislike or how much we're not like super fans of Drake, um, an artist going on tour with him is definitely probably going to be the most money they've ever made on tour. Right. Since they have similar styles, they can go out and do each other's songs. Yeah. Like, Tori can go out there and do some shit from Scorpion, and Drake can go out there and do some shit from one of Tori's projects, so. And since Tori said he wanted beef with Pusha T, maybe Pusha just body both of them. Oh, what if Drake come out with a new diss track that Tori wrote? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You know what? It's too late now, man. I'm I'm over (laughs) that shit. Um, but we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our second break, man. We'll come back. Still lighthearted topics. This uh, one of these on her. I already know we're gonna have a fun conversation about. So we're gonna get into this break, and I'll see you guys on the other side of that. Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. Nah. Like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life the real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. It makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. You good, T-Minus? Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not store powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't that's my next mission. That's why I can't quit. Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips. Just put the rollie right back on my wrist. This watch came from Drizzy. He gave me a gift. All right, and we're back. Uh, me and you are apparently in the wrong line of business, uh, Johnny, because Amber Rose earned $2 million off Instagram alone last year. $2 million off of Instagram. I'm, let me go to her page right now to see how many um, 
uh followers she has. Let me look. Okay, she has eighteen point eight million followers on 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 Instagram. First of all, that's that's staggering. That's more than that's a that's more people than some countries have population. Um, it's it's so interesting, like the way that marketing works now. Like marketing is moving away from traditional TV marketing and moving into social media and YouTube and all that type of shit. Like. I'm sure she get. I'm sure Amber Rose gets paid a certain amount of money just to post a picture of herself with a product mm-hmm. at a specific time of day. Like she could post something at 1 p.m. Eastern and it could reach 18 million people. Like that's that's nuts. Like that's so nuts. But it's like, why does she have so many followers? Is it because she was in the like? So before she dated Kanye, we didn't really even know who she was. Well, I know I didn't. I didn't know about her until she dated Kanye. And it's and it's it was smart of her to use that to like do all of this business on social media. Like it's it's dope, man. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean like she, I can't I can't even knock her for it. Like it's dope. Like she finessed it, I think, better than any uh famous a person of an ex well, ex of a famous person like ever. Like who who's another one? Karuchi from Chris Brown, like she finessed into a modeling career, but she, I doubt she made $2 million overall last year, much less just on Instagram. Jesus Christ. Like that's only from Instagram. That's not even the other shit that she does only from Instagram. Like that's, that's crazy. Like, what do I need to do to get 18 million followers? I could, I could, I could literally chill $2 million a year. Like, if I can make two million dollars a year for like ten years, like I don't have to do, sh- I don't have to do shit else. Exactly. Y'all wouldn't hear my voice no more on no podcast, no, because <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. So y'all probably would. But that man, listen, get your money, Amber. That's like that's dope. Like I, you can't. There's no way you can hate on that. Like that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, two million that. from Instagram from a from an app on your phone. Now I, now I feel stupid because I'm not using Instagram to its full potential. Like that's crazy, bro. We got no chance of pulling in no shit like that. Like, you don't listen. I, I'll settle for a hundred thousand. Like it don't. <laughs> listen, if I could get a hundred thousand a year from Instagram, I'll take it. I'll take hey, it. That's what's up. That's what's up. That, hey, that's, what's that's, up, that's, that's astonishing. Like you got to use other words. Like <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's just wild. Uh, I know this isn't on the list, but I got I got to get your thoughts on it. So the video came out of Fifty Cent finally explaining him buying the first four rows at the Ja Rule concert. Did you okay. see this? No, he was on the Stephen Colbert report. He was on one. Yeah, I think it was Col- whatever show Colbert does now. I know. It's, oh, I think it's different. Like the, the, the late, late show night. now, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was sitting down and he asked him about it. He was like, yeah, him, he was sitting around one day and he saw the tickets were $15 on Groupon. So he said, you know what? Let me get the first four rows. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. One, because well, I guess, first of all, 50 Cent was on Groupon. That's just funny to me. Second of all, Ja Rule's show was $15 on Groupon. That's funny. And then for him to just say, damn, let me buy four rolls of tickets. <laughs> like, for real? Like, you you ain't got shit to do where you just want to buy tickets to a Ja Rule show. Just to troll the man. Just he, to and troll then, him, then he said, like, now you got to show what you, you got to really show your showmanship because now you got to perform like, like it's filled up. And it's funny because I, I retweeted uh, the tweet and I was like, watch uh, Johnny and Ralph do this to Drake once they sign their Showtime deal. Shit, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> But let's move on. I just had to talk about that because 50 is still the undefeated king of petty, man. I don't care what nobody say. He's wild. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> like, word. He didn't get a ticket. So he just bought them. Like, he just wasted four four rolls worth of ticket money. Like, really? could have I mean, paid that shit to me, man. I could have Josh still it. got paid, though, for them ticket oh, yeah. sales. That's so true. That's very true. Hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> no. To see footage from that show like did the show first of all did the show happen second of all if it did happen did they let people fill in those roles like i want to know the outcome of that like i want to see footage from what happened at that show like that's because that's insane like yeah. i i have to see that i feel you there i definitely feel you there that's there yeah, that's crazy man um <laughs> but let's go let's let's move on let's get back on track man 
Big Draco, man, he's he's doing his best to stay on our list. I, I feel like he's going to stay on the docket for the next couple of weeks alone. But he, he claimed Ariana Grande stole his style for this new song, Seven Rings. But I want to take it a step further. Because if you've seen this video, I don't know if you have or not, but the levels of cultural appropriation going on in this video have reached ridiculous amounts, bro. For they, Ari- they should, Ariana Grande? Yes, they should just name the video gentrification. Like, dead series, bro. But I mean, if you if you look at the last, I would say, five or so years of music videos from these white pop artists, that's all it's been. Just gentrification of everything black. Taylor Swift is notorious for this shit. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. like notorious for. It. So I can't even say I'm surprised, honestly, because people still fool with Ariana Grande. Like, that's a funny ass. Is that her like government name? Because that, that name is a funny. real name, bro. I don't know why, it's, but that's funny to me. Um, I don't know if this is inappropriate. So edit this out if you need to. But somebody tweeted that <laughs> Ariana Grande looks like she still wears cartoon panties. <laughs> And, and I kind of, I thought that was hysterical. Like, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is, bro. Like, but it's spot on. I mean, she's been rocking that pony, that same ponytail for like eight years, bro. Fam, she did, She still looks like she's like 16, maybe even younger. And she is all of like 26. Like, that's crazy. That is yeah. nuts. Um, I, No, I haven't seen her video. I don't even know if I listened to a full Ariana Grande song, if I'm being completely honest. Um... But did she steal Soldier Boy like flow or something? Like from which song? Bro, like it's it's okay. It can be definitely called a Soldier Boy flow, but it's like a mix between like Soldier Boy, Two Chains, like it's just a real basic flow, bro. It's a real basic boppy flow. And oh. I mean, I can see, I can I can see why Soldier Boy would say that, especially since he said he taught Drake everything he knew, but Alright, I I mean I was a little excited because he did steal that one cadence, but all right, now that that's settled down, all right, chill out, uh, Soldier Boy. Like he ain't, you didn't teach him everything he knows. He may have stole like a cadence bar from you, but yeah, I'm sure that was it. Come on, with the Soldier Game console, you know he has like a Soldier Watch now and like a Soldier iPad, like a Soldier Pad. Yeah, he's he. he. He's just legitimately making knock like he's just walking into like when you walk into the knockoff stores and just putting soldier on it and call like it's a it's a knockoff Apple Watch, bro. I mean, listen, if because there are a lot of like Chinese manufacturers that do the same shit. Now, if he could if if he makes these products to not get challenged by like the Apple patents and shit, hey, and if it sell, I I'm all for it. Like do you but just make sure you're not ripping off these other companies because they will come for your ass like for real but if you can make it to where it looks like the apple watch but it doesn't have the same specifications hey shit sell that shit get your money i'm i'm really starting to think here's the thing i know we talked about this i'm starting to think with the soldier boy game console or whatever i don't think he had the licenses but i think after nintendo came for him he worked out a deal because he's still selling this shit at this point now, as much publicity is on it, if Nintendo didn't have a blessing, they weren't making some type of money off of it, I'm pretty sure they would have shut his ass down. They haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Like, I, I actually, so I said I was going to do this. I found on YouTube, there was this guy that actually bought the, the console version and the handheld version and reviewed them. Oh, I, I've been meaning to watch that. I saw that. The black guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently the console version, it, it is overpriced. Let's just start there. It's overpriced. But for it to be such a, I guess, a knockoff emula- emulator from what the guy said in his review is actually not that bad. Like you literally get over 800 games ranging from PlayStation 1. No, ranging from like Atari up to like PlayStation 1. And like you could... You could play them, and it comes with like um, it comes with two jo- two controllers. I hate the word joystick. It comes with two controllers that look like the PS2 controllers, mm-hmm. but of course they feel cheap. Like this is just real plasticky. Yeah. But they work well with the console, so it's like it doesn't sound like that's too bad. Like I, I personally wouldn't buy a knockoff emulator just to play old games. I wouldn't do that. But for Somebody who has kids or something that you just want to keep them occupied. This doesn't sound like a bad investment, like which is which is crazy to me. So I hey get your money. Hey, if it 
if again, if the games are licensed, get your money, Soldier Boy. Like get get your money. It's not for me, but clearly there's a market out there for it. Yeah, I mean, and there are people too with like nostalgia that would come back and get it more than right. just. I mean, as a kid, honestly, if I was four or five and you gave me a system and said it had eight hundred games on it, I'm not mm-hmm. asking no questions. You good for years? Like, it, <laughs> like it would take you over eight hundred days to play every game. That's over two years. Like, that's nuts. So, so get hey, get your money, man. If it if it's working, if it's legal, if it's all legal, get your money. There you go. Big Draco, man. We'll see what he does to uh, get on the docket next week. We're going to get into our last break. We got uh, a documentary and some shows to, to, to review, which we don't talk about things other than music a lot on here. So I'm really excited to get into this, especially this trigger warning conversation. We're going to take a break. We'll see you guys after this. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, A.B. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of asses today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. All right, Johnny. Man, we jump right into right back into it, man. These fire festival documentaries, man. One on Netflix, one on Hulu. The one on Hulu came out a couple days before the one on Netflix. <laughs> Just do you remember the whole fire? Because I honestly have forgot about it until this whole thing started back up. And I'm like, oh, I remember all the tweets about like waiting on the Migos to perform and everything. Like I almost completely yeah. forgot about this fire festival. And I really don't remember, at least if I knew back then, I just didn't pay attention to it because it's Ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> but I forgot Ja Rule had a role in this at all until watching these documentaries. What did you think about it? All right, so the the documentaries the documentaries were great. Like they they were dope. I I do remember hearing about the fire festival, and the only reason I remember hearing about it was because of Ja Rule. Like it was it was in the news or something. I don't remember seeing anything about it on social media for real. I just remember watching it on the news. So that's the extent of what I knew about it before. But this Billy McFarlane cat, like white privilege at its finest bro like how in the hell is he like is he isn't he younger than us or is he like our age or something like around our age bro i think he's still under like right at 30 if he's 30 that's fucking nuts how do you let this this kid literally this kid talk you out of giving you talk investors out of money to do something that he can't even explain what the hell it is like in the in these documentaries, it has footage of these like NBC, MSNBC, like these people interviewing Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane, asking them, so what is fire? What is fire festival? Neither one of them can actually answer the question. Why would you invest in something that the person who is having it can't even tell you what it is or tell you what it's about? And like the actual festival was supposed to be held to launch the Fire app, mm-hmm. which was a which is an app that allows an individual to book celebrity artists for whatever type of party they're having. Like it's nut, like it's nuts. Like this, like I'm still in awe. Like I watched both of them back to back in the same night, and like this this was like a week ago, and I'm still in awe from <laughs> all the shit. Like it's nuts the shit that this dude was able to get away with, and. It's it's so funny when you see people like this because obviously like he's a charismatic dude and he could convince hell he almost convinced somebody to suck some dick for the festival to go through. No, no, <laughs> like, okay, all right. First of all, do you do you believe that guy for saying that? I'm not necessarily sure I believe that. Like for real? Like well, for okay, I it wasn't ready, it wasn't apparent to me because I I'm like I'm oblivious to this type of stuff. But that guy what was that guy gay? Like was yeah. he homosexual? Yeah. Okay, I. That completely went over my head. So never mind. Maybe he was going to do it. Never mind. That I don't know. I can't re- readily tell that type of stuff. So, all right, cool. Never mind. Disregard that question. <laughs> but, but the I, fact that he was able to talk that man into doing it, like, really? And and so, because the way that both documentaries, at least what I gained from both of them, that there was a chance, there was a, a brief period in time where it seemed like the fire Festival would have went off. Like, if they wouldn't have put... Uh, island firmly owned by Pablo uh, 
Escobar. Escobar yeah. in the ad, and they would have been able to keep that original island. It seemed like everything would have went through fine. And if it would have, even though he, I think him lying to investors would have eventually came out, but the they would have made so much money off that fire festival and then launching into the app that he may have been able to cover it up. Just think about it. He may have been able to cover it up. Like, it, the in the ad, like you said, they mentioned Pablo Escobar's island, and they were they were in, literally instructed not to do that because of that one that one mishap. The whole shit fell apart. Like yeah. that's that is so crazy, and it's like so many so many people were affected by it. You had the workers in the Bahamas. You had the people that were actually like trying to like build the infrastructure, set up the tents. You had the caterers. All of those Bahamian, I'm I'm assuming I Bahamian say, yeah. residents that were affected like that. That is kind of what pissed me off the most. Like you go to this island where these people, you know, you know, they work, they do whatever they do, but you come from out from another country and say, I want to do this here. Y'all come help me. And then you don't pay them. That, that kind of pissed me off the most. And it got real because like when people were saying they were uh, like the Islanders were planning like kidnappings and shit because they weren't getting paid. They don't play that shit over there. Bro. It's like, that ain't America. My God, they will get your ass. (laughs) You in another country, they will get you. And he's, um, and the, he's go ahead. Well, the the lady that was over like the the catering, the la- yeah, the catering. Yeah, I actually heard that recently that, that somebody set up like a GoFundMe for her because she spent like fifty thousand dollars of her savings to pay her workers because they didn't get paid. So somebody set up a GoFundMe and it's over like a hundred thousand dollars already. So that that kind of made my heart smile. So I'm happy for her on that. But I don't know what's gonna happen to the rest of the workers. It was like two hundred workers trying to build the shit so the people could have it. Like that's crazy. That's nuts. And then even then, there still was a chance that the concert would have went off if they didn't get rained out the night before. Like they had almost pulled off the con. That's that's how you know man, God don't like ugly because he was like, oh, <laughs> man, the fact that Blink 182 was actually like they were actually going to go. But then then they pull out like a day or two before. Yeah. Like they put out an Instagram post and said, sorry, we won't be able to make it or whatever. Um, so the, the one underlying thing from these um, documentaries that I noticed was millennials are really stupid like millennials really are all about well i wouldn't necessarily say stupid because i want to have good experiences too but paying almost well paying like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a villa in another country to see a fest like that's that's insane like that's crazy like there's no way and like people couldn't people couldn't like get answers to their questions like I haven't got my flight or what are, what are we going to do about flights? And there was no that, food. They ran out of food and water on the whole island. bro. Like, like, it's crazy. If if there are warning signs before you even get there, like why would you still go and watching those people on the bus pull up to the site where all those tents were like, and just seeing like their faces drop. Like at first it was funny, but then I got to thinking like, this is literally not safe. Like they're in a whole nother country they have no way to get back home. They have no food. They have no water. Like, this is like kind of like Savage Land. Like, this is crazy. People fighting to get like mattresses, mattresses and shit. Like, like that was unsafe. You put all these people in an unsafe environment. They should have hung him. And that's the thing is that he didn't. I honestly think he did not realize that by what he did, he literally put people's lives in danger. Yes. Like, literally, like no exaggeration. Like, I get the whole idea, not that I agree, but I get the whole idea of thinking, oh, well, I'm conning rich people. These are rich, spoiled people. Like, they got the money. But at the same time, regardless of all that, like, people could have died. The fact that no one, that everyone walked away with this, with no one losing their life or getting kidnapped or just not being heard from again is amazing. It's right. utterly amazing, bro. Right. It's It's just so... It's so many layers to this shit, man. Like it's it's nuts. Let me let me ask you this. You know, we always got to compare shit. Which documentary did you think was better? Netflix. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, did you watch the next Netflix one first, or did you watch the Hulu one first? I watched the Hulu one first. I did too. And after watching the Netflix doc after Hulu, 
the Netflix documentary put together the information so much better than the Hulu documentary. Like exactly. from watching the Hulu one, I didn't know. I guess it wasn't a it it wasn't I guess um, said well enough that the Fire Festival was being thrown to launch the Fire app. Like I didn't get that from the Hulu documentary. Yeah. Netflix documentary said that shit in plain, like plain and simple. Like this is why the Fire Festival was happening. So. And there was a lot of other things like that too in the Netflix one. So, if you haven't watched them yet, definitely watch the Netflix Netflix one first. Like definitely, because it's way more informative. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think the Hulu one is like about the event itself. You kind of get just the, just the one event, just the festival itself. Whereas the Netflix one is, you get to know more about Billy the dude, like in everything he come because they even talk about the magnesium card. And then the fact mm-hmm. that he tried to come up with another, con- like, why would you use the email list from the fire festival for your next con? Like people, while he get- was on, like out on bail or on parole or some shit, like really, like how stupid can you be? How stupid can you be? <laughs> like, Oh my God. Like that's white privilege at its finest. Absolutely. It is. Jesus Christ. Like, those documentaries were were so good. Like I feel like I could watch them again. Oh, like yeah. I'm like I'm still in awe. <laughs> like this shit was nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, good. I, I don't I don't remember seeing one black person in any of these documentaries. <laughs> well, the uh, the 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 Islanders they were. Well, in the I mean, yeah. I mean people that oh, actually that tried to attend the festival. I just remember one, and it was the dude. Yeah, I think he was biracial. The dude that said. Oh, we were pissing on other people's mattresses around us so that we could sleep by ourselves. That dude was black. And he, that was the Netflix documentary. He said that him and his friends, they pissed on other mattresses in the tents around them. That way they can be they could be alone and no one else would like sleep around in, in any of the tents around them so they can have their own like private thing. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Like that's the type of savage shit that you <laughs> cause when you get all these people on the island with no food and water and nowhere to sleep. Like Oh my god! And then those were FEMA tents. Like it's so much shit we could talk about. It's so many layers, bro. We we, we, we could do a special episode on it, like because I, I, we need to get like three or four more people and really unpack. Because even right. what we're talking about here, we're not really doing it justice. Everyone, you have to go and watch the documentary because there is so many layers of con that he did in this. Like you straight up sold FEMA tents as private villas, and people still bought it don't make no damn sense like it's crazy oh my it's so crazy and they like, were literally like the tents you can go in sam's and buy a bunch of them yes <laughs> oh man we in the lot, wrong line of business bro but the, <laughs> the next one man that we got to talk about i have some i don't know if it's going to be controversial that may be too strong of a word but trigger warning from killer mike on netflix i want to say first of all Killer Mike does some great things for the culture. First, like I love hearing the man talk, especially like about politics and shit, because he's extremely intelligent and well informed. But I have some issues with the show. But before I get into that, Johnny, what do you think about the show? Finally, we're about to differ on something. But listen, the trigger warning this season one, this shit was amazing. Like this shit was dope. I I listen. I only intended to watch like one or two episodes when I when I first sat down to watch it. I ended up watching the all six. Like this show is dope. I I love everything about this show. Um the way Mike thinks, the way that he presents his ideas, the way that he pre- well presents his ideas to the people that are in the show, the way that he continues to use the same people in multiple episodes. This show is literally amazing and it it challenges it challenges everything that we've ever been taught about everything like i i love it i i loved it i loved it i I hope season two comes out this year like i i thought this was amazing i thought it was amazing i i and the thing is is i agree with 90 percent of what you said and you people listening may think okay so why don't you like it what do you have gripes with i have gripes with the fact that a lot of it was fabricated as far as it was staged for the show so the whole blood and crypt soda thing people have went out and they found the store that it was in Mm -hmm. and the store owner said that it was staged for the show they never actually sold it no don't lie to me and tell me that bro google it google it like (sighs) and so other things like that have come out too that like there were there are certain actors in it there's another there's another thing that i saw that i read that 
one of the people who was on the think tank for the uh the episode where they said they were going to use porn to educate people on how to do things yeah he's in another episode later in the season but like in the yeah. background in a completely different role no don't so do this to me don't bro, do this to I me know, i'm telling you like google it because like there's like a whole thread where people were like okay when well, i really want to support the blood and crypt soda and i looked I, I was googling too not that i was gonna order any but i wanted to see if it was possible and that's how i found it and they're like oh yeah well we found the store that was on the show and the owner flat out said oh yeah that was staged for the like yeah we saw the soda but most of that was staged for the show stop bo- okay don't don't do this to me, man. See, <laughs> like see, I'm hurt. You, like, now I'm you see exactly that's exactly how I felt, bro. When I, I mean, when I tell you I'm watching this, I felt so empowered. I'm like, I'm happy that this is out here. X, Y, Z, and uh, the information. And I would want to say the information, his thought processes, it all is on point. Like I, I still believe in a lot of those thought processes. I still believe in a lot of what he was, the message and what he was trying to get across. But the fact that they fabricated things to make it seem like he actually accomplished these when he really did that's what bothers me about it. no i didn't know oh i'm so sad I'm of, I'm of course i'm gonna do my own research too but still no this is sad <laughs> um, shit <sighs> Don't, say it ain't so killer mike say it ain't so and, and, and even even i want to make sure that i say even with with that being said i think that if they would have presented it as a more of like a, a sketch show where, hey, this is what would happen if we did this or this is my thinking and then said, OK, well, I don't know. They could have presented it in a way that makes it seem that may fixed all that for me. But the fact that you just presented this as this is exactly what we actually created a legitimate business and it's not. That's bothersome, bro. No, I agree. That is bothersome. And I and as I was sitting watching the um the episode is called White Gang Privilege, where the Bloods and the Crips made their soda. I was thinking, like, would a financial advisor, like, would a banker actually sit with these people to actually see mm-hmm. if they would get a loan? Like, as as the episode is happening, I'm thinking, like, is this real? But, like, okay, Killer Michael's with him, so maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <sighs> and then, like, it... Where where did they have the soda manufacturer? Of course, you can make the first batch like in your house as they did, but like, yeah. where are you going to mass produce this stuff? Where are you like, having the bottles labeled at? Like, yeah, like oh my god! And and I'm looking at his at his Twitter now because uh, I wanted to pull it up. He was at, he actually retweeted someone that asked him about it, and he says they they asked Killer Mike, where can I get a bottle of Cripple Soda or Blood Pop? His response: We will be posting that info soon for y'all. Does not seem a little sketchy, bro. Oh god. <laughs> this makes me so sad. Oh, this is oh, this makes me so sad. So like I oh fuck. But but like I said, the messages and what he what he like the whole first episode where he's like buy everything black, the fact that when you think about how much of our money and they gave the statistics like what is it like six percent only goes back into black owned businesses oh. or something like that? So yeah, so what they were saying what he was saying was like so the dollar stays in the Asian community like 26 days, stays in the white community 23 days. It stays in the, a dollar stays in the, a black dollar stays in the black community six hours. That's crazy, man. Like, so literally as soon as we get money, we spend it outside of our own community. Now, no, it's, it's fucked up, definitely. But I think the reason for that is because we don't have a, a lot of black businesses like of course, we have a lot of black food places, but where can we go to get black made toothpaste? Where can we go to get black formed food? Like, where can we go to get the essential needs that we use every day from black businesses that black people actually own and make? There aren't many. There is um, a website, webuyblack.com, which was featured in this episode. It's it's a real website. I've been on there. I've ordered things from there before. Um so there, there are, there's like black laundry detergent. I did not know there was a black phone company, like a black phone service. That's crazy. Yeah. That's dope as hell. I'm like, I'm considering like switching to that. Like I have to like research to make sure they're like in the Midwest and shit like that. But like, that would be amazing to have. Like that's dope. So don't take, at least don't take that episode away from me. Shit. 
No, nah, I mean, yeah, that that. Now I don't know if he actually went three days. Like with, the, I I don't know. I can't say that, but a lot of I didn't see anything that was fake about that episode. So I think it was really built around as far as what's been proven is the um the whole crip soda blood pop that that was proven false, and there was something else. I wish I would have bookmarked it. That was like proven completely, just like. It was completely staged with actors and shit. But other than that, it's like, and even like the religion episode, like, come on, bro. Do we really believe he found some people off the street to hey, let him preach li- to them? You, you never know. Like, true. I feel like crazier things have been done. But you know, the interesting thing about the episode, like the Church of Sleep, which is hilarious in itself. Only thing they were really doing was meditating, from my perspective. Only thing they were doing was meditating. Like, yeah. And that, that's something that I've been doing like the past few months. It's like you get into um, a state where you just clear your mind. You can go to sleep or you just sit there and you free your mind and you ask the universe like, you know, what is my purpose? What, you know, what should I lean towards? Just ask the universe questions after you clean your mind and you're good. Yeah. So it's 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 funny that it's being presented as the church of sleep. But it's really just meditation. Like that's really all it is. So I I hope that episode wasn't fake either. With the sleepy <laughs> so, with the sleepy brown appearance. Was that that wasn't sleepy brown for real, was it? Nah. Cut he cut all the hair off and <laughs> yeah. But that dude did look sleepy all the time though. Like yeah, that was yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, so that that's just my issue with, with, with the show. Overall, I, I love everything about the show other than that. Like I think we need more stuff like this. I think that his way of thinking, if people watch this Regardless of the fake crap in it or anything else, if people watch it and it makes them realize that they can think a little different, they can do things a little different, they can be prouder to be black, um, or it inspires them to do something out of the box with like creating a business, then it achieved its goal. And I'll still be there for a season two. I just, you know, it, it, it bothered me some, bro. Like, that's it. I'm not going to lie. It felt like getting punched in the stomach. Like, if if that cripple cola and blood pop shit is fake for real, like, I'm going to be angry because... Killer Mike at the beginning of the episode, Killer Mike made a very valid point. Like the Hell's Angels, biker gang, we've seen them do some fucked up shit. Do they help their community? I'm sure they do. Cool. You can literally buy Hell's Angels shit. I've seen Hell's Angels shit like out at rest areas and just random random places. You've you've seen that shit in person. Why the fuck can't the Bloods and Crips do that shit too? Like, like I was really like, yes, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Let these men make this money. Yeah. And the shit is probably not real. Like I'm, like I'm pissed. Like I, like I, I'm, I'm for real pissed. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Damn. But when you when you think about that, like in a lot of what was said in the episode, and just the line of thinking, um, and even the episode after that, when he was talking to the uh to the white lady, the older white lady, and uh, she was like, oh, most of the robberies and killings are done by black people. And he's sitting here giving her the statistics, and she's like, "Well, I watch the news. I know it's all black people." Well, now, granted, that lady was damn near a hundred, so you know the older people, just people, not even just white people, but the older people get, the more difficult it's going to be to change their change mind it. on things. Yeah, that's a fact. So, yeah, she shit. She was probably born in fucking nineteen ten or some shit. So, yeah, yeah. she <laughs> was probably one of the motherfuckers calling the police to sick dogs on people during the civil rights movement like her viewpoint not gonna change on shit that's a fact that's so. a good point and uh one of my favorite moments was when he was sitting down with the kids and the white kid kept trying to interject and he was like oh, hold on <laughs> hold on he was like see that's they were setting a bad precedence that's white privilege <laughs> and then and then the white kid stepped back and he was like see now you're an ally i'm like this right. dude is killing me <laughs> when he was like what do you want to be? And the little kid was like, I want to be president. He was like, you're never going to be president. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just, let's just learn a trade. And then you'll be all right. Like, you know, what's funny. If that kid goes on to be president, oh, I need him man. to play that in his campaign video. <laughs> but what if that kid literally grows up to do carpentry or some shit and own his own business and like fucking blows up. He has like the biggest string of carpentry businesses across the country. Like, yeah, that'll be dope as fuck. I, I did just read something where the next generation, Generation Z, I think it is or whatever, mm-hmm. they're opting to do trades instead of going to college. Which makes sense. It does make sense because they pushed our generation to go to college and not even think about trades and shit. So I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, 
Well, that, I mean, what was your favorite moment from the series? Well, it was the fucking the cripple <laughs> pop, but not no damn more shit. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man! That is so hilarious. I, I'm almost certain the fucking the new Africa shit was fake too. Then, like, because that Probably. was going to be my second favorite. <laughs> because, like, to to literally buy a piece of land and somehow be able to succeed from the United States and build your own sovereign nation. Like I would love that if we could get a, a group of people, somebody that some people that can form some people that can fucking create infrastructure that can run government. If we could get a solid group of people to do that, I would be all for it. I'm, I can't even lie about it, but we can't get enough of our people to be on the same page. So it'll never happen in real life. So yeah, we can't get on the same page, man, to save our life. We can't even get on the same page when it's something positive. So, uh, this is true. This yeah, is true. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I'm, I, I'm, I still enjoy trigger warning for the most part. I just have those gripes, man. It just, it killed I'm me a little pissed. bit. <laughs> um, check out Run the Jewels though, because I I love Run the Jewels. Oh, one hundred percent. Listen, their first album, Run the Jewels, classic, yeah. classic album without a doubt. I fuck yeah. with them. Yeah, they so fucking laid back. But all right, bro. I mean, that's it. That's been another episode of the Burks Radio, bro. <sighs> fucking trigger warning. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, man. Y'all follow me on Twitter, uh J O N two underscores the letter B. Instagram, JBS underscore E S L underscore A A M U. Holla at me. Alright, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C E O H A I Z E. You can also follow the Breaks Radio at the Breaks Radio on the social media platforms we're on or at the Breaks Media as well. Uh this has been it. This is another episode. We uh want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think. You can call us 614-547-2039. Text us and leave a voicemail there as well. Uh that's it for this week. Any parting words, Johnny, before we peace out? Um don't spend money on some shit that you know doesn't seem legit. That's AKA a Fire Festival. So that that is a fact. Uh mine from this would be buy black. Let's really let's let's in 2019 we all need to if we can all up our support of black businesses just two percent. I think I read somewhere if every black person can spend two percent more on black businesses, it'll be like two hundred and fifty million dollars back back into the black community. So think about that. Yeah, but make sure it's a legit business. Make sure it's a legit business. But yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, But that's it. That's my parting words. This has been CEO Hayes. I'm out. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Media. It just does something to me. Punch you in your face, motherfucker! I knock it down. Every time I come through, nigga, I got my heat up. If you want smoke, ain't nothing we got. Speak about. See you with that red flag on, with that beep out. Punch you in your face, motherfucker! I knock it down. Every time I come through, nigga, I got.